0: All right. We're live. So, uh, hey, everybody, Daniel and Tony or Jay here with uh, Train Like a Ranger. We're going to be talking through some commonly asked questions. So this is part two um, of our series. So uh, what's up, Jay?
1: Oh, you know, just hanging out. I was going to say, I don't think it's fair that you get your first name like a real person and then you see still use my last name, you know, like we're still in the army and everyone only has last names.
0: The problem is your last name is a first name too. It's like, that's fair. That's fair. And Tony, I always want, I don't know why I always call you Tony.
1: That's fair. Cause even when I was in high school, like I played sports and stuff. So like everyone called me Tony. Yeah. I'll give you that. That's a a good excuse. Yep.
0: So, uh, we're going to flow into some uh some questions from uh from a list we have so like uh we do live chats we're actually looking to do uh YouTube lives potentially next week and uh, uh yes. that's the plan so we want to do them live on uh YouTube and Instagram so what we did uh for this one is we have questions that were asked uh not only in messages but also across the live chats so we're going to kind of go through these questions and topics and just answer them um, as, a, as a conversation here. So starting off, uh, we get questions about PT tests all the time uh, from our military prep people. So if you guys don't know, I have done a video on uh, on PT test improvement. It's in Telecom. the.
1: To what? Two videos, technically.
0: Yeah, yeah, I did. So I did the. You're talking about the sit-ups vid.
1: No, yeah. I'm talking about the fact that we had to re-upload it because of sound.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, we we uploaded it the first time and it sounded like I I had to max it. Uh, somebody had reported that they had trouble hearing, and I was like, oh I yes. can't be that." Thank
1: you for anybody who for who pointed that out. I can't remember the name off the top of my head right now. Yeah. Um, but yes, we made sure to to bump up the sound and bump up the sound going forward as well.
0: It was bad. Yeah, it was bad because I was like I was like, is it that bad? And then I went and sat in my car and I tried to listen to it, and like I can bump up the volume way up in my car, but I had to max that and the static was outweighing the sound
1: itself. <laughs> I felt like I was in that movie white noise, dude. Like um Now personally for me, if I was listening to a video where it was just you talking. I would that would be nice, optimal for me if the, the static, you know, tuned out your voice for me personally. But <laughs> hold on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so
0: um dude, um right, anyways, yes. thanks so for that. PT Please improvement, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. Right, anyway, I get off topic. Yes, yeah, so, uh, PT improvement is re uploaded, sound is much better. Uh you guys be sure to go give that a watch. Uh it's a good video. Uh so that being said, we'll kinda of talk through it anyway. Um, people want to know, like how to, uh, how long it takes to see those improvements with their PT tests. They're like, how long does it take to max? Well, obviously it depends on you, your current fitness level and how much time you're putting into it. But I would say you can see some drastic improvements in a matter of weeks. You know, I would give yourself realistically about six weeks to see some major improvements. Um, But again, it just depends. It's a number of factors.
1: Yeah, and uh, it also depends. Like you said, like if your primary focus when you are doing any kind of fitness is geared towards PT test improvement, then yeah, you're going to see a lot of improvement and you'll probably see it pretty quickly as well. Um, Like your body is going to adapt, especially if you're focusing only on that. Um, But I wanted to say for PT test improvement, I don't know if if you have or have not watched the video, uh, Danny goes pretty in depth, um, but really, it's just like a 10-minute video. It just means you're gonna do better at push-ups and sit-ups if you do more push-ups and sit-ups. Like the PT test is one of those things where you just have to do those exercises to get better. Um, but like we talked about last time, I don't like I don't think anyone should just train for the PT test because that's not gonna make you good at all of the other trillions of other things you have to do for the army. Um but yeah like i just do more push-ups and setups and also so for me personally danny was a little bit better at the pt test i struggled with push-ups um i'm a little bit taller and lankier Uh, so i have like a little bit you have that little bit of extra range of motion that you have to hit so usually taller leaner people are worse at the put like the time push-up pt test so like there were days where i didn't max my push-ups on pt tests i could do it but sometimes i just you know We'd be in the middle of training weeks and I didn't sleep enough or I wasn't eating properly. And I was on guard as a private in the middle of the day when I was supposed to be allowed to be sleeping. So some days you aren't going to do as good because of, you know, external factors that you don't necessarily have a ton of control over. Um, So, you know. There are days you may not max your test, but it's not a huge, huge, huge deal when there's external factors taken into account. Like I ran a test in Afghanistan one time. And uh I failed, I didn't fail my run. I ran up like a 1327. Like I didn't max my run. I maxed everything else but my run. But I was like <laughs> running out in the middle of the desert. Like there was no way I'm running a 12-minute two mile <laughs> in the desert. Uh so there are external factors to it for sure. But um yeah, just do more of the things for the PTS and you'll do better on the PTS.
0: I love how you said that. Cause that's a, that's a ranger mentality. If I ever heard one, when you don't
1: max, you're like, yeah, I failed that. And it's like, it's like <laughs> the max is like the yeah. the standard. Um, I failed my two mile run by running at 1327. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's a great point. And that's
0: why, that's why, you know, whenever people ask about prep and stuff, I, I really, I, I say whatever motivates you, of course, do that. If you guys find, whatever program you want to stick to uh, just do something but i can vouch for our programs that the the well-rounded aspect is there there's a well-rounded aspect of things that you guys need so i can i can really vouch for these um i would encourage you guys to implement the weightlifting the cardio and the the you know uh performance specific criteria so um and, and it is good to prep beforehand again uh, in the video we have coming up, we're going to talk about shin splints and in the same coin, uh, overtraining and uh, and you know conditioning your body for activity. So that's all coming up in this next trainer talk. Um, the you prepping before you guys get there, or even in the military, say you're prepping for a school or whatever, uh, having having doing some sort of routine uh, work is going to make your body stronger. And not only does training uh build up your bones it builds up your muscles and your and your tissue your connective tissue so fascia and things like you will have a more durable body if you train so also you want to train to uh, mitigate the the deviation from factors like lack of sleep like he was saying you don't know what's going to happen maybe you're running on uneven terrain so where you can usually run a specific time on a flat surface now you're running on hills and things like you got to account for that so you want to shoot for above and beyond beforehand, and that's only going to make you more confident and more able to uh, to perform on a consistent basis, even given that there's curveballs thrown in there.
1: Yeah, like if I would have been stationed at second bat, I would have been struggling to run under 13 minutes because it's just – they're in the mountains. Like I'd have yeah. been struggling over the uneven terrain. I was on Savannah, Georgia, which is like – You know seven meters below sea level and very very flat everywhere so like if we wanted to run hills we'd have to go off post and run parking garages there's no hills in in savannah georgia so when i ran there it was much nicer so now to this day like i can't hills are like the bane of my existence of running because like i did all my fitness like as a young 20 something year old and 18 like 19 year old on flat ground everywhere so now like if someone was like oh i'm doing hill sprints like no no, thanks. <laughs> it's funny because that's
0: my uh, that's become my main source of cardio. I like to go out short and sweet to the point like I actually love the hill sprints. I'll do usually 10 hill sprints. And like that's my favorite thing to do. I used to prefer the distance runs, but it's it's uh, I never if you would have told me in my early 20s, like, hey, one day you'll be sprinting hills. I'd be like, gross, dude, like, why would I do that? But um, I like it, dude. I like the way it makes me feel. Oh.
1: yeah i mean i can definitely if i had an option between any kind of sprint and a long distance run i will choose a sprint you know 10 times out of 10 um because one distance running kind of sucks like at the end of the day but it takes so much time yeah like distance running is it takes a long time to run like if i wanted to go out and run a 10 mile like that's you know an hour plus of my day out the window <clears throat> so that's a great point for guys who are like guys who have busy schedules Like
0: I I can attest when I was going to school and working two jobs, like I didn't have a whole lot of time that I wanted to deviate towards, um, you know, extra activity. So like, I wanted my workouts to be shortened to the point. So, uh, things like interval training, like sprinting and like interval training with your body, like circuits and things like, that's a great option for guys who want to go in there and crush it for like 30 minutes to 45 minutes. And uh, we do have circuit workouts, uh, things like the jujitsu program. Um, the jujitsu program has uh, some really good body weight circuits, by the way. Uh, that's a good one to look at if you're looking at getting those short, intense workouts and in. like sweet to the point. That's what I like.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, because like right now, if I did, because I'm doing the warrior program and like I'm in the gym for a while now, granted, you know, I'm getting old, so I got to do some warm up and cool down that probably <laughs> takes a little bit of extra time um and like a lot of stretching before and after to help uh not be too too sore but like if i was i'm in there for anywhere between an hour and 2 hours for some of the days and like i have no, there's nowhere i can fit a run like a long long distance run in that day also like i just i physically just don't have the time
0: <clears throat> yeah so, that's realistic
1: yeah well, like i can do like 2 miles that's fine, but anything like four, five, six, and up, like I just, I just don't think I could fit that in. It gets tough unless I made sure to do them on off days. Yeah, I would say things like
0: uh, the Warrior Program, Advanced Military Prep Program. You're looking at um, being in the gym for probably an hour and a half, two hours. That's realistic for those programs, um, and uh, and it's great for people who like that is the blueprint. If saying that if you have not a whole lot of outside activity, like that's your blueprint to be ready. Right. So if you guys have other activities, you may, you may look at, you know, those adjustments you can make. But, um, we talked about this in the first commonly asked questions like, Hey, if I have this hobby, this hobby, this hobby, and it's all activities, you know, can I make modifications to the programs? Sure. You can, um, you can always reach out to me. I can help you make those modifications, but you know, you got to fit things in your schedule, but ultimately that warrior program that advanced military prep program that's that's the blueprint for somebody who is like you know needs a whole curriculum and that's what i give to them so yeah you're going to put in the time for that so uh
1: yeah and like well so definitely for especially if you're like you know if you're in doing sports or whatever or you know jitsu or mma or you're playing soccer or whatever like you could probably do the warrior program and Maybe skip the run part of the workout days because like some of them have two days where it's like workout in the morning and then run. Um, but realistically, like if you're doing any other kind of cardio in addition to the warrior program, like you're going to be fine. Like you probably could maybe not do that yeah. three mile run that day because you're going to pass out <laughs> in <Like>, sub- <laughs> overtraining to the max at that point.
0: Yeah, it's sub in your, your training for the run or, you know, just be realistic, listen to your body. You know, if, if something is feeling overly sore and you know, the activity is going to engage that muscle group quite a bit, you know, then make adjustments. You don't want to overdo it, you know? So yeah. just don't listen to
1: your body too much. Cause like, if I listen to my body all the time, I'd still be in bed right now. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Sore is good. You know, there's like, there's a difference between being sore. I think people are like, they get caught up. Like when I talk about overtraining uh i would say most of you guys are not overtraining you know just work in yourself gradually um you know i would say push yourself definitely stress equals adaptation uh, your body's going to adapt to the stress that you induce but at the same uh, at the same time just be smart with how you do it you know you don't want to go things like if you guys don't have a routine you don't want to do legs 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 right <laughs> throughout the week you want to mix things in um so yeah, having a good mix is smart.
1: Mm.
0: So, um, all right, what am I what am I on next, dude?
1: Uh we are on <clears throat> what are some things I can say to put my parents at ease when I want to join the military.
0: Nice. Um, yeah, so that's uh that's actually something I can relate to. Um when I enlisted, I was 17, so I had to go get my parents' signatures. Uh so
1: what? I, just, you, I don't know why you mimed signatures. I didn't think it was necessary, but it's fine.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: fine. Just caught me off guard. <laughs> so anyways, I went and got
0: signatures, right? big, uh, My mom's uh, big old signature dude. And uh, so the recruiter actually uh, drove up there, this dedicated recruiter. My mom lived like two and a half hours away. So this dude's like, yeah, I'll drive you. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he did. So we drove up there and got her signature and... And she was super torn on it because she, uh, especially for this option 40, you know, I I think people knew that it was going to be a dangerous path, you know, it was gonna be a risky path. And I had to kind of sell it to them, like comfort them that I knew what I was doing, even though I did not <laughs> did not <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I know exactly
1: but. what I'm getting myself into. <laughs>
0: Right. So it's tough because, you know, if you were in a position like mine, um, it's it's one of those things where, you know, uh, you have to basically sell yourself as an adult in this situation. Like, hey, this is going to be your path. And it's true. You're going to be 18. You're going to be going off and, and this is going to be your path, you know. So um, I would say, you know, things that would put your parents at ease is just make sure you do your research you explain to them what you're doing and that you know what you're doing and that it's going to be beneficial for you in the ways that you want it to be um i don't know what advice do you have for it
1: yeah well i obviously had the um entirely opposite so i mean i'm like fifth generation military like i've been all the way up army air force national guard all the whole thing so um for me you know, I have two brothers. I have a brother in the National Guard, a younger brother in the National Guard and a younger brother active now. So like, it's it's pretty norm, uh, pretty normal. I don't know, uh, pretty normal for, for my family to go into the military. So um, I don't really have that same issue with them being um, apprehensive about me doing it. But I think the main thing that I would say is, like your mom especially is never, ever, ever gonna not be worried about you if you're in the army like she's your mom like she's gonna worry um always even if she's okay with you going in she's fully fully 100 supportive like she's still gonna worry about you and that's just how it's gonna be um but if you do your research you know you you listen to, to information we can put out ask us questions and you can kind of go to your parents with a um, plethora of information about what you're doing and how you're doing it and what exactly it is and kind of let them know, maybe not that it's safe. I'm, you know, we're not going to call it safe, but let them know that, you know, what you're getting into. If you come at them with that amount of information and show them that you are not only dedicated to it, but knowledgeable about it, um, you'll have a much better chance of them believing that you're capable and ready to make the decision for yourself. Because like Danny said, yeah, you're about to be 18, but like, I can tell you from experience, I was 18. Like I was an idiot. Like, I don't know what I was doing. You know, I didn't know what I was getting into you really, but you really need to, you know, the, you put your best forward, on, foot forward on it because they're going to be worried about you regardless. But if you can make it seem like you really, really know what you're doing and that you're capable of making this huge life-altering decision, uh, then they'll probably be a little bit more supportive. Um, whether or not they, they love the idea, uh, they will still want to support you. But they're always going to worry about you.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Um. Yep. Yeah. I. Yep. That's the big sell there.
1: And uh, I would argue now too. I mean, um. You know, back in like two thousand eight, <clears throat> to now is a little bit different. Um, like it's really, I mean, it's not not dangerous, but you know, casualties have been kept to pretty minimal. Uh, the last you know. 10 years or so compared to like the early 2000s. So, I mean, it's not like they're just, you know, it's not World War II anymore too. Like people aren't just getting shipped over in mass droves. Um, Like, especially if you join, if you tell them about Ranger Regiment's casualty rate for the last 21 years, like you can give them information that's going to make them feel a little bit better.
0: Right. Dude, it's bothering me that these aren't even right here, by the way. It's like, I just noticed these aren't the same length, dude
1: yeah they are it's one string okay um it goes all the way through the hood you can make them the same way
0: yeah i don't know yeah but it's a great point uh you can you can join, you can join the military you can uh, become tiktok famous now um it's it's great dude uh <laughs> no seriously uh i think there's a lot of benefits to joining the military um you guys i, I can i can attest for the benefits like getting out and being able to go to school and get paid to go to school was huge. Like if I didn't have that, that would be a real struggle. Like I have seen other guys, um, they're working like I worked, you know, I, I, you know, I had, I was married and trying to trying to build my life as an adult. Like it's time to make moves. But at the same time, like, it was nice not to have to worry about paying student loans and things like Um, these guys, some of these guys are working themselves to death, trying to pay these, uh, these loans off so they don't get in school debt and things. So, um, so that's not something I had to worry about. I essentially got paid to go to school and that was very nice, you know? Um, so the benefits are great. Um, so I, you know, and, and aside from the benefits being in the military, there's a lot of perks to being in the military. Um, it's something that I'm very happy that I did. I'm very proud of it. And, uh, and if you guys choose to stay in, like, it's a great, it really is, it can be a great career. If you're in the place that you want to be, you're doing the job you want to do, it can be a great career. So
1: I don't know how we filtered over to uh, that from talking to your parents, but um, yeah, I mean, there aren't a lot of benefits to training the military. <clears throat>
0: okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> All right, dude. Well let's just let's just mix all the topics. Let's I'm not even trying to flow mm. uh, easy on this. Let's do I've land, yeah. Land F, Um I have like ADD brain, bro. <laughs> land nav, like uh uh should you learn it before basic training and rasp. I get that ask that all the time. Mm. Uh, guys, it's it's only gonna help you, you know, with a lot of these things. If you wanna do some extra research, it's only gonna help you, it's not gonna hurt you. So should you learn it beforehand? Sure. You know, uh, they're going to teach you that stuff there. But the more that, you know, going into it, the the more of a leg up you're going to have because it's helpful to see things, reinforce things. So like you may kind of loosely understand something. But if they say, hey, here it is again. And you're like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. You're going to recognize it and build that pathway more quicker, um, more quicker, dude, uh, <laughs> more quickly. And
1: uh, you guys have heard the term strong and smart ranger, right?
0: Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I know where you uh,
1: They say you can either be a strong ranger or a smart ranger. I'll just let you guys sit with that. That's that's all. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but land navigation, yes. uh Like Danny was saying, <clears throat> uh realistically, I'm going to be honest with you. Basic training is a good place to learn like basics of a lot of things. It's called basic training, but there's a lot of people at basic training, and it's not like the the student to instructor ratio is not ideal. So when you're learning basic training or you're learning land navigation and basic training. They can only help you so much, like you're not getting a ton of hands on. Um, and the only reason I'm good at land navigation is because of 13 Fox AIT, because that's where we actually learned all that stuff, because mostly because it, it's a large portion of our job is being able to read a map and do the grids and things like that. Um, but I, it's funny, I have this I don't know this. Idea in my head that, like, there you're one of two kinds of people. You're a person that land nav will click for you and be easy, and like you'll never ever worry about it again. Or you're the other kind of person where it doesn't click and you have to work your ass off every single time you do land nav until like learn land nav. And like some people, it just clicks and it just comes really easy too, which I'm that kind of person. And other people are like, they just struggle with it and they always struggle with it. And it's not that they're you know, never going to be good at it. It is just way, way more difficult for them. And it's something they always have to constantly work at to be good at. Um, But realistically, like Daniel said, uh, learn it first and then when they're teaching you, it'll just kind of jog the memories of you training and the stuff you kind of already know to start reinforcing it. Then when you go to AIT or if you're an OSA, you'll get it reinforced again and you'll get reinforced again at pre rasp and then rasp and then as you just kind of keep building on that foundation, um eventually it'll just click and become pretty easy for you. Yeah,
0: that's a great point and and it's something like uh I don't even really think about like a, as a as an FO like you got landnav and basic training and then all you do in your AIT is like you know maps, like you're around that's, maps all yeah. the time. Uh landnav, you really heavy on landnav and then you go to things like rasp, right? If you take the same path Rasp, more land nav, um, you know, regiment land nav and et cetera. So it's just um there's a lot of uh land nav. That's something that's you know, rangers kind of get um get uh reinforced a lot, like rasp I think does pretty good with land nav, but the more yeah, the you more know
1: you do at cold range you do like eight or nine or ten iterations of land nav.
0: Yeah. Coal right. range is a whole lot. You just get smoked all day and then land at night.
1: Like it well, do you do daily day and night land nav? Yeah. And then there's a test day. You do a lot of iterations of land at coal range. It's like it's so nice because it's like the four hours of that day that you get to not be getting smoked by all of the instructors. It's like your four hours to get away. Like, yeah, you still gotta do your land nav, but like it's just quiet. You're just alone for the first time in like weeks, and it's just so nice.
0: Yeah, you let, that's your true piece out there. You're like
1: yes, but then you you go out at night and you got some of the instructors out there with like nods on, scaring you, <laughs> trying to catch people sleeping.
0: Yeah, well it's crazy. I mean, so I tell this story like, um, WLC, right? That's that Warrior Leader Course. Like they send the army sends uh, people to to become sergeants, essentially. They
1: um, have a BLC now, but yeah. Okay, BLC, sorry. The basic leadership course now for for anybody who's going to be going in.
0: Okay, yeah, so BLC. uh, And so they have a land nav, uh, at least I can speak for Fort Stewart where I went. They have a land nav course that is essentially an open field with, there's like, you know, those thin trees that are in Georgia, those thin Georgia trees where you can see straight through the wood line. They're essentially, these are planted in a row. So anything that's in the woods, you can see the signs the the land nav signs like they were huge bright orange signs like like they might as well be spotlights um we were given three hours to do this land nav course and this isn't a uh a, a credit to me because the the course was easy like any uh a lot of people finished early and especially the the rangers who were there um i fin i can say that i finished mine in 15 minutes because I could see all the bright orange signs, like in comparison to things like RASP, um, very easy to find. There was guys, uh, there was guys who got lost, okay? Uh, Not from regiment, okay? These are guys coming from elsewhere, uh, obviously. You get mixed in and a hodgepodge of people. So there's people out there getting lost. And that's when I was like, oh shit, I guess people aren't getting the same training here. Um, So, you know, I would say to Tony's point, Uh, it's, it's something where some people, uh, it doesn't stick for some reason. Uh, some guy got found a mile up the road and I'm like, dude, what? I didn't even pull out a compass. I'm like, dude, how are you getting lost in this freaking rectangle open field with no point going farther than a hundred meters into the woods? And you can see through the woods. Like how did this dude go a mile up the road? He's having to get picked up by the, uh, the cadre or whatever. So like having to send out vans to find this guy. I just didn't get it. I was like, how, how is this happening?
1: I see. I, that's the thing is, I don't either. And I just, I tell you, there's, there's two kinds of people. Like it just clicks for some people and it doesn't for other people. So like when I was in Italy the 173rd, they do. First of all, this is probably one of the hardest of courses I've ever done. Um, it's in like Italy in like the mountains. And the way the course works is you have to go, you get your point, your first point. Only and you get your next point from your first point. So you can't, you don't map out your own path or anything. So, like, if you mess up and get a wrong point, like you messed up all of the rest of the points. So you have to go to that one, get your new point, and then continue on. But we did it in teams and it was during the in processing. And I was, uh, I had an infantryman with me <clears throat> and we were walking. And finally, and I didn't, I didn't realize this, but I was doing it. We were just going and I was just doing it. I was like, Oh, that's the point. All right. We're just going to walk. And we're just walking and I'm just talking to him. And after our third point, we're like going to our fourth. And he's like, he's like, I don't, he's like, where are we? was like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't, I don't know how we got to any of those points. I don't know where we are. Like, he's like, I don't know what's going on. And I was like, sorry, I didn't know you didn't know what's going on. I, I should have I guess, been teaching you or something. I don't know. But like, he had no clue. Just had no idea what I was doing, how I was doing it, where we were, <laughs> where we were going. He just had no clue. Yeah. And like he had been in the army. This was his second duty station. He was like he had been in the army as an infantryman for you know four years, and it just never. And even as infantryman, like you need to know how to like read maps, like where to place people for ambushes and flanking, and so like so you have to know all that stuff. And it just doesn't click for people.
0: Right? Yeah. There's some special characters out there. Have you ever seen um what is that movie with uh with Mark Wahlberg and uh, Will Ferrell, uh, the other guys, you know, oh, where yeah. they do the desk pop, you know, that scene. Yes. They're one of the most quotable movies of all time. But there was a guy out there. He was kind of a special case. And uh, and me and again, uh, you remember getting the medic. Oh, yeah. So me and Gin were like, dude, have you ever done a, a field pop? And he's a like, well, I was like, yeah, in the field, like like uh, first time in the field, like you do a field pop. And he's like, for real like this dude it was one of those like where he's like you really do that get this dude kicked out of the um, dude he started to point his gun up he was really about to do a field pop with it we had blanks but um i was like dude don't actually do that like i was like <laughs> so, I was like we're fucking with you you know um <clears throat> but uh yeah that's pretty funny so yeah you get a mix of uh some of the schools you go to you get a mix of uh some interesting characters um because you get mixed with everybody but uh yeah that was an entertaining experience as a whole wlc everybody was like you're gonna hate it but i actually uh uh i tried to find the fun and everything like i think there was a lot of fun people so
1: i went when i was in brag and my issue with it was that i went to blc like you i could have walked there from my office which meant I was still so readily available to my work. So like, I didn't get to leave my work to go to BLC. I had to do, do BLC, but I was so close to my work. So I'd have to like leave BLC after I was done and like go to my job at my unit and like go do work and like fix stuff that had happened throughout the day. So I just had, I, I had so much on my plate when I was doing BLC and it was not enjoyable. Yeah. Like essays and stuff. I was like, oh, what is this? Yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah. It was a, it was all right. All right. Um, all right, dude, are we questions, right? Um, yes, yes,
1: we got a little bit sidetracked.
0: <laughs> should I get less uh sleep or food in preparation for the military? Things like rasp or ranger school. Um and uh uh yeah. Or should I actually try to get sleep and food before prepping? All right, guys, don't sleep deprive and starve yourself in preparation for anything uh make sure that you're building your strong bodies you're getting enough sleep and food and you're providing yourself the proper recovery and nutrition that's how you prep for stuff whenever it comes to things like ranger school or rasp or you know field problems regiment whatever uh military in general just It's gonna suck when it sucks. There's no way to make it suck less. It's just gonna suck and you'll endure it when the time comes. There's other ways you can condition your mind. Uh, I don't recommend starving yourself or sleep depriving yourself in preparation for anything military.
1: Yeah, and at the end of the day, like the stronger and more well-rested and more well-fed you go in, the easier it's gonna be for longer. Like If you go in already tired and hungry, it's going to be so much worse. If you go in a well-fed, you know, not tired, you slept and all that stuff, like you're gonna be stronger for a little bit longer than had you done it the opposite way. Like the stronger your foundation and your base is going in, the better off you're gonna be. Like you can't, yes. and you can't train your body to not need food or sleep. It's, it's never gonna happen. That's just not how it works. It's not how humans operate. Um, so anybody that's telling you like, hey, you know, if you only sleep four hours a night for a little while, you'll just get used to it. No, you'll just be tired all the time. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. not used to it. That's not right. <clears throat> so, yeah, the better your base, the easier it's going to be when it does suck. And it really comes down. It's not going to be a training thing. It's mental. Well, training physically, it's mental fortitude is what's going to get you through that stuff. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt.
0: Um. <sighs> So let's go with, um, what was it like deploying for the first time?
1: Oof, uh, For me, um, that's a lot. It's a lot of like, emotions attached to that. Uh, it's definitely scary. Because um, <clears throat> when you show up as a Ranger private, like, see, I mean, you're, everything is just a whirlwind for you. Like you're trying to learn and train and, the right thing and you're always doing the wrong thing anyways and it's a it's a lot a lot is going on around you it is just a whirlwind of things like you are learning how to do your job how to do it with equipment you've never seen before with you know people that are really good at it with all of this stuff going on around you and it's, it's a lot um I mean, it's just packing alone. Like you have packing lists and stuff, but like you bring a lot of stuff because like you're over there for a long time. I mean, even just trying to get my packing list in order. Well, I don't even know what some of this stuff is or like what I'm going to be using this stuff for. <clears throat> um, just logistically alone, it's r- ridiculous. Uh, you have a lot going on. You're a young private. You don't know what's happening. You don't know what's going to be expected of you. Um yeah, logistically, it's a lot. It's like exciting, but also scary. And yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what else to say. I also don't know how much to say uh, on the back end. So I'll let you sure. continue. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll you know, piggyback off of that.
0: Yeah, obviously, we, you know, whenever we talk about this stuff, we only mm-hmm. talk in uh, general terms. Um, but what I will say is, <laughs> you know, I remember uh, I was reading a book on Vietnam. It's called Charlie Rangers. Uh, it's a great book by the way if you guys uh want to read a ranger book so i was reading this book called charlie rangers in vietnam basically these guys would go out and hunter killer teams and they would uh hunt for four days to try to get into an engagement and really they get to the quicker they get into an engagement and and these guys you know in vietnam the the war strategy was the body count which uh crazy crazy uh crazy war strategy by the way but You sent them out Mm. and these guys were just as quick as possible looking to get into an engagement and essentially kill people. Um, And then if they did that early, they got to come home for four days and then they would go back out, you know, after that four day rest period. So it was almost like incentive. Um, But I was like, dude, I was reading that book. I was like, dude, this could be crazy, dude. This is going to be crazy. Um, You know, whenever I got there, things were a little bit more set up, but it was still uh, very, very uh, surreal. It was exciting um you know what the first time i remember the first time i went out and uh we were getting shot at i remember being more concerned with doing the right thing for my team leader like i really hope i don't uh i don't fuck this up doing the right thing by him
1: than i was about bullets like i didn't i, I could care less i Here's was what i'm saying it's a whirlwind. Dude. you have so like in your mind there's so many things <laughs> happening that as like, a ranger private you have to think about that like it's like number three on the list is getting shot at. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of Something stupid over the radio, <laughs> making sure you get the equipment to your team leader when he needs it. Like, what this guy did one and two.
0: What <laughs> this guy does not get mad at me later. Like, like
1: <laughs> Because yeah. the last thing you want to do is get shot at, get on the bird, go home, and then get smoked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, that's brainwashing if I ever seen it, dude. Um, well, that's like one time we came back and I had forgotten like one of my like map markers. So we got off and I, like, we got home or not home, but back and I had to run. He made me sprinting all my stuff to our lockers where I keep my map markers and bring them all my map markers. That was the first thing that happened. Yeah. I was like, all right, this isn't <laughs> fun.
0: <laughs> uh, also a second thing gone through my mind. This is a pretty, uh, uh, what's the word? Superficial. I think is the word, but I was like, yes, I just got my, combat action badge you know, like <laughs> check mark that and what's funny is they uh they didn't even put my paperwork in for it so i had to earn that shit again later uh, on my next de- deployment i remember they said uh uh when i came over to your company they were like uh basically for some reason we were gathering all the paperwork and they're like you don't have orders for that cab i was like yeah but i have it and i was like trying to get a hold of uh people to get it and uh the guy the the platoon sergeant who was uh who was there with it he had changed stations or something so anyways essentially i could they let me continue to wear it and then i had to earn it again right and so then i officially got to have it oh, um, so make sure you keep track of your paperwork dudes because uh that's, some of those guys yeah, do like not said,
1: always get in writing
0: oh my gosh some of those dudes do not do paperwork it's like i will say that's a, that's the a difference between uh what i hear especially from you Uh, the difference between a ranger regiment and the conventional army Um, is that like conventional army does their paperwork. Like they're super good about keeping track of records and things. Whereas regiment, they're like, Oh, whatever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Transitioning Uh, from regiment to the regular army is, is tough because of that. Like (laughs) you have to bring your paperwork with you, but like it is tough to wrangle some of that stuff down and like get everything together. And then like, no, like, yeah, I did way more paperwork. In the regular army for sure in comparison.
0: Oh man, that was always a nightmare whenever somebody would come by and they wanted to see our book work and we had not done it for months and we're like scraping, like we're writing counseling statements for like a year back or whatever. Um, that was always that's big. That's not,
1: okay. But sometimes that that's not good because like no. counseling is an important thing. Like it's something that leadership should be doing. And like- yep. But it's not, I don't know, it's not necessarily that you don't get counseled in Ranger Regiment, just like it's not so formal to the sense of like writing it down and like the pros and cons and this is how we're gonna, like, you get talked to by leadership and told like what you're doing better and what all that stuff. It just doesn't get as, you know, documented. Right, and you do burpees and bear crawls. as. as, (laughs) uh,
0: So, all right. So, hey, we're talking a lot about Ranger stuff, so that will lead into the Ranger specific questions. Yeah. So let's see. Option 40 stuff. All right. Before I get into the option 40 stuff, know that I've done a podcast with a recruiter on the option 40. Uh, Be sure to check that out. We cover a lot of uh, logistics. Um, Give some advice on the option 40, some things that you guys might consider. Uh, I talked to a recruiter. It was good to get that side of the the recruiter side of kind of how the administrative process works. Um, For the record, option 40s are very much a thing. I get reported uh, to this day, people getting option 40s, I'll get messages. Hey, I just secured an option 40 for this MOS. So they're very much a thing. Don't let anybody tell you they're not a thing. If you guys have any uh, any trouble finding a credible recruiter, just reach out to me. I got a, I actually have a network of people that I can refer you to, credible people who have done right by uh,
1: everybody I've sent to them. So, Well, that they can answer your questions. Technically, they can't sign you up, I don't think, if you're not in their state and stuff. Yeah. Like but they station, but they'll be able to help you out. so when you go talk to your recruiter, you won't go in, you know, without any information.
0: Yes, and they can connect you to a recruiter in your area, a credible recruiter or near your area, worst case scenario. Um, so that being said, uh, shipping out uh, it's kind of a program question, but it says shipping out, I think it's good to hit the skin. Shipping out with an option forty. What programs do I do uh, do until then? You know, it kind of depends on your time frame. You know, if you have only have two months, the advanced military prep program is a good uh program. If you have more time, the warrior program is ultimately what we recommend. That is a six-month comprehensive uh training program. And Tony's on the warrior program. He can he can uh attest to it.
1: Yeah, I would say too, if you're uh it depends on what you're doing. So like if you are Starting base and you haven't really been lifting or doing anything, then I would definitely recommend um, probably the advanced military prep. But if you've been working out and you've been doing stuff, you can always get you know part like part of the warrior program and and do that because you only have two months. You won't be able to do six months of it, obviously. But you can either get all six months and then uh, start doing it once you're. You know out of training or you can grab some of the later months and do those programs for two months if you've already been uh, lifting and doing things like that i wouldn't recommend jumping into a later month if you haven't been doing that i want you jumping into like olympic lifts when you haven't done anything obviously but if you've been doing workouts and fitness related stuff towards uh, uh your goal to join the army then it wouldn't be a terrible idea to maybe grab a month or two of the warrior program and do that as well if you have two full months
0: yeah, it's a great point. So that's something that we did with the Warrior program. We now offer it in sections. So if you guys are like, I I want to try this out, and then you can do a month by month, you know, um, whether it be, you know, um, whatever the issue is, time concerns, or you want to try it before you go all in on it, um, we offer that. We offer that option. So um be sure to check out our workout programs. You'll see the full uh complete TLR Warrior program. That is a full six months, and then we have sections of it as well. So um,
1: and the first two months of the warrior program are pretty good. Like if you had to pick two months to do, and you're kind of at like a lower base, then I would do the first two months of the warrior program. Yeah. Uh, getting into the third, fourth is a little bit more intense. Um, but the first two months are great. I mean, the first month is a really, really good, uh, jumping off point. And then the second month is also really good. Like I said, I mean, I didn't, I had been away from fitness for like a long, long time, uh, before doing the Spartan race. And all I did was the first two months of the warrior program, like two months leading into that race um and i did pretty good for i'm telling you i haven't touched a gym between covid and getting out of the army like i hadn't touched a gym in like three years
0: yeah yeah i would agree I, i think it's a good gradual uh program like it's month one's gonna be enough but it's it's a it's a smart program i really i really uh wanted it to be for everyone for people to be able to jump in and and start there. You know, if you guys have like zero lifting experience, you may start with something like the newcomer athlete program and be sure you follow heavy on the exercise index. I have demonstrated, uh, all of the workouts for these programs. So you can go watch how to do these workouts. You can see the form. And, um, and so we try to, we try to be really in depth with everything that we do. Um, so we got, uh, we probably got three questions. So let's go with would we okay, this is a good one. We're going to talk about hobbies and outside of things like let's talk about the army and regiment because this question was specific to regiment, but I think it's important to hit both. Um, So we'll, we'll say the military in general. So do will I have time for hobbies in the military and will I have time for hobbies in things like special operations especially ranger regiment? Mm.
1: And um what so I don't know if you they had clarified when they asked that question when they say hobbies just like
0: Okay specifically this guy said will I have time to train in Muay Thai I've also had questions with jiu jitsu will I have okay. time to train jiu jitsu Muay Thai whatever
1: Uh I mean yeah absolutely Yeah, obviously, uh, competing would be tough um, unless you kind of had good spots kind of marked out that were and maybe competitions that were close to you. Um, And in the regular army, definitely, you'd definitely be able to do that. You just have to because the training schedule is usually pretty far out because it's a little bit more of a process in the regular army to get land and stuff for training. So you're usually pretty aware of training ahead of time. Uh, I've had uh, soldiers do uh, weightlifting competitions and bodybuilding competitions and things like that uh, while in the regular army. Um, I even had a couple, I had one of them do when we were in a station in Europe, he was doing like European competitions. Um, And that's in an airborne unit, not so still a little bit of a higher op tempo in airborne Uh, in regiment, you would be able to train. It would be hard to compete.
0: It would be. I called it the job of surprises because you don't really know what your schedule is going to be. It can uh, change in a heartbeat, especially. Yeah. I mean,
1: well, I would say like you could you could you're on readiness call and you could like literally go to somewhere.
0: Yep. Yeah, you sure can. You <laughs> can.
1: So and I would also I would say that um, competing could be an issue too. like they're not going to want you to get injured. Um. So if you're going to competitions and stuff, you get hurt like they're not going to be super pleased. And technically, you actually have to get them to sign off on you doing it in the first place, technically. Um, but I don't think training would be a problem. Because like I went to the gym all the time and I, we would play racquetball and we would go play sports and stuff together. So you would be able to go train Muay Thai Yeah, Jiu-Jitsu or MMA. I, but if I, you're showing up to work with black eyes, then maybe
0: guys did it i mean i would say it's a lot of things are tough when you're e5 and below um Mm,
1: but i would argue that when you've been there for for two years or so like when you're a senior ish specialist even if you don't have your tab you get messed with less just because you do know what you're doing usually now if you don't know what you're doing and you're still kind of messing up then they're not gonna but if you're you've been there for a little while and you kind of have the flow of things um, you could, you know, you're still going to be on the details and things like that, but you would have a little bit more leeway to be able to do that before you're necessarily like an E5. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, it depends on how, you know, your team dynamic. It depends on the, you know, it's kind of situationally based, but I knew, you know, we knew guys who were black belts in jujitsu. We knew guys who um, were good. They were com- uh, competitors in MMA Um you know, we had things like Ranger Rendezvous where guys would go beat the shit out of each other. It was great. So, you know, it happens and guys train. And um, you know, we also have great resources. I, I talk about this before. We have facilities like Third Bats facilities, real nice. They have an octagon and uh, nice mats to roll on. So, guys who do train, if if you do have a crazy schedule and and you get back and it's late, but you're still like down to go work out, you just get with your buddy who trains too and just be like, just be like, hey, dude, you want to go? Roll or you want to go spar or something, you know, like you can go do that. Um, so yeah, it just it's one of those things where it is the job of surprises, and you do have to just be creative with how you continue your training regimen. You know, you mean
1: yeah, yeah, training easy, competing eh, iffy, very iffy. Yeah, um, and you could compete, it just wouldn't be consistently.
0: I remember coming into work one time and like. <laughs> I mean, this is a small, I have very many of these examples, but I come into work one time and, uh, uh, I had a higher enlisted sergeant coming in. He's like, he's like, Burnett, we need you to go be OC. Like you're going to be gone three days. Uh, we're leaving in an hour. And I was like, dude, are you fucking, are you joking right now? Like I had, I didn't had just tell my, uh, you know, my now wife at the time, I was like, Hey, cancel all the plans tonight. Um, am I'm I'm out for three days. And she's like, What? I am like, you know, like
1: it's a yeah. uh, job surprises. <laughs> yeah. One time we we had just gotten done with um we did some FO training out in the field. We were doing like our FO thing. We did some training, uh shoots and stuff like that. And we came back and um, you know, I get told uh by my team leader at the time he comes in, he's like, Hey, uh Third Platoon is is down someone for their um uh, team live fire. Uh so you're gonna go um do that so you're gonna be out there with them for th- we just got back from training out in the field and he's like hey so go get your stuff i, I just turned my stuff in and he's like go get your stuff you're gonna go out there for a couple of days and do team life layers. like <laughs> i literally did team life as an infantryman yeah. for three days after i did like days of our own training and i was like are you kidding like i was i was so upset i was just so crestfallen because i was like man i can't wait to go you know have a beer and just relax and hang out because like, we just got back and i was like <sighs> all righty then. So I got to grab all my stuff, sign out all my stuff again. And I went out to the field and the team linefires fires with the infantrymen.
0: Great training. You get real good at, uh, you get real good at bad news though. You're doing a bunch of shit. You don't want to <laughs> do. Um, gee whiz. Um, all right, let's do, let's do these last two questions and we'll cut it for this one. Um, we'll talk about hanging out with people on the weekends. Like what is social life? Like, Uh, so that kind of ties into what we just said, and then we'll do the social media rule for special operations. I think that's a fun one. Um, yeah, so let's do, uh, let's do hanging out with people on the weekends. Like, Hey, can you be Mm -hmm. social? Get do, will you have a life if you're in bat, you know, family, can you have a family? Can you have a life? Um, short answer is yes. I'll let you talk.
1: Your page first. Not. No. Um, so yeah, for it's a little <laughs> bit different. So for for those of you that are going in, like me and Danny were young. So um, you know, we hung out, you know, with the boys, really, is what we did. Like now, luckily, I will say we were in Savannah, so like we would be able to go to the beach. Like, we went to the beach probably every weekend out to out to Tybee Island. Um, went to the beach, you know, volleyball downtown it was a sort of like you know what college kids do they just go hang out do whatever blow off steam <clears throat> go out to the bars play volleyball things like that you know do some sports um but really it's just like yeah hanging out with your buddies when you're 18 19 20 21 years old like we would just go out and do whatever because we were young stupid dudes that were you know in good shape and worked all the time um <clears throat> But no, you can absolutely have a family. I mean, the op tempo is definitely high, obviously. It is, you know, a little strenuous. Like, it's, it can, some things can be tenuous a little bit. But no, yeah. I mean, I know a ton of guys that had had families and kids and wives and kids and all that, that whole thing. Um, and, yeah, like, for example, it was probably my first or second Thanksgiving. Uh, we went to my team chief's house. And it was my team chief, my FSO, all my team leaders, like all the dudes, like we all went to his house and hung out. We drank, we all ate food together, you know, watched football and just had a good time. And it, it, that's one thing. And it wasn't weird, you know, cause sometimes it's a little weird when you're around like higher, but no, we just hung out. We were a team. Like that was what we were. So we went over there and that's how I spent my Thanksgiving. Like I don't have any family that lived there. You know what I mean? So yeah, we went there and we hung out and you know, drank and it was a good time.
0: Yeah. That's what I will say about when I switched to your company is different from my first company. Uh, when I came to your company, it was very much like a family. And so for the guys, uh, for you guys, you know who you are. Can't say any names, of course, but, um, I appreciate you guys. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was a blast. Um, hope you guys are doing well and prosperous. I talked to a lot of, a lot of them still, um, and like really tight knit. That was a really good experience. And and, uh, so it is like a family, like uh very tight knit, like our, our FO group was, I mean, we talked to this day, you know what I mean? All, I mean, I just went and, uh, saw one FO in Fort Sill. I drove like four hours to go see him. I was like, Oh, you're close. <laughs> four hours. You're close. Yeah. That's easy drive, dude. And, and, uh, you came up for my wedding. You flew up for my wedding. Uh, Tony was in my wedding. Um, like we're family. You know what I mean? It's, it's great. So, um, it's just, I I
1: drove nine and a half hours to go to someone's grandfather's birthday party from (laughs) (laughs) Aco. Yeah. No, no, no. His grandfather is a hundred year old, uh, world war two veteran. So that's awesome. It was pretty sweet, but yeah, like I drove nine and a half hours. I've probably done that twice to go up there. Um, yeah, no, I, to this day i mean we've all been out for a while even when i was in other units like i came back for people's last weekends at bat and stuff like that <clears throat> um that is yeah you will get whether you want them or not you'll get friends for life <laughs> <laughs> some of them are dysfunctional
0: dysfunctional as they may be do that uh, yeah good, good <clears throat> sure.
1: um
0: yeah uh So, yeah, you can have a social life. You can have a family. You can have all those things. It is a busy job. It's a job of surprises. So whenever you have things like a wife, you have kids, just understanding that there's going to be compromise because there's like that time I called. um, I called, you know, my now wife and I was like, hey, uh, I'm out. Cancel all our plans. You know, she can't, you know, realistically, your significant other Mm -hmm. has to understand she can't be mad at you for that because you have no control over that it's uh, she
1: like can't be. i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it, she is probably going to be a little bit frustrated and obviously it's going to be with you cuz like it's it's not your fault but it's you're causing it like at the end of the day right. right it's coming from your half of the relationship
0: yeah and you know i knew a guy in ranger school who had called home and and his wife gave basically gave him an ultimatum like he had been there 8 months already and she's like it's me or ranger school well In his head he's already invested 8 months there You know what I mean? And he's like, I got to finish. So he stayed. Well, as long
1: as he's in like Florida phase and not, not, he's not still out out at Darby. Yeah, no, that'd be rough. At that Um, point, maybe he just. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, anyways, he ended up finishing, but he is, uh, I don't know what happened to his relationship. Basically, what it sounded like was they were getting split because in her head, oh, he's choosing the army over me. He's choosing the military over me. And, uh, and I can, I can understand that too, as a, as a married guy, like, but at the same time, like, it's just a different realm of existence. Like the military is, is your life. It becomes your entire, um, it almost becomes your sole focus. Whereas in most households, you know, places where you have more autonomy, uh, your family comes first. Well, when you're in things like the military, military comes first and, you know, family can tend to come second. And it's just, it's a weird, it is a weird thing in that way.
1: Yeah. Well, I also think that like the downfall of the work life balance for the military came with the cell phone.
0: Yeah.
1: Like you are way too accessible now. (laughs) Like I talked to my dad. So like my dad was in the army in like the eighties, like the late eighties. And he said, it's crazy. He's like on Friday, like when you got released, like you ran away from work. You ran, you literally physically, you left. Because if they couldn't, there was no way for them to get a hold of you as the weekend they released you, you were done. So as long as they couldn't physically get you to tell you something, then you were good to go. But now it's like, hey man, keep your phones on. Uh, And then you get a call at nine o'clock on a Saturday night and they're like, hey, you gotta come do this. And you're like, I've been drinking, I can't do it. Even if you hadn't been, that's like your only excuse you got like, I can't drive. Um, Yeah, that's a great point. You're you're super accessible. And I think that that is a, I, I think honestly, I'm not going to get my sub box too much, but I think that's actually a downfall of, uh, I think that's a a thing that makes army leadership, military leadership in general. I think that's a poor tool for them to use. I think if you're a leader in the army and you can't give your guys information for the span of two days out for a weekend, then you're not doing your job. So like, that's one thing that I I do dislike. Uh, Regiment's a little bit different because (laughs) the speed at which everything moves is pretty ridiculous like it's moving quick all the time and most of those things are, are backfilling things because of unexpected circumstances um but no it is it's rough when you're getting calls all weekend and you're working 24-hour duties and you're going to the field and it can be stressful yeah tenuous for any relationship that you have
0: yeah and that goes with most things with the cell phone i actually yeah i talk about that a lot where it's like everybody's just so connected like Somebody sends something like like now, you know that I have the social media and stuff. I don't see texts that well anymore. I miss notifications sometimes. I don't get the messages. It's like there's so much involvement, and it's like people will get offended. You know they don't understand how much volume is coming in. They're like, you know, he hasn't texted back, or I called, you didn't call me. It's like, dude, like I'm trying to interact with thousands of people. Like you. Eh, eh, sometimes i miss it you know like but it's so connected I, I don't think people are meant for this much connection you know like it's it is a weird uh adaptation that we are trying to make on our on a rapid scale so it's a great point it would be nice like the times i've been at most peace is weirdly enough things like training where we're out in the woods and we're doing land and i don't have that damn phone like you know, you go out, it's just you in the woods and it's meditation, is what it is. Land
1: nav was my favorite. I loved it. I I will forever love like that. I just have like a deep seated love in my heart for land nav courses. I do too, man. This is a lot of fun. Just getting out there because one, I was I was good at it. Yep. So like I, I it wasn't stressful. Like some some people are stressed when they have to do land nav courses, especially at like RASP or Ranger School and stuff, where it's like a critical event that if you fail, you fail. Yeah. Um so some people are stressing, you know, and I'm just like don't plot my points i'm gonna i'm gonna wander out i'm gonna walk and like taking in the and,
0: air dude taking in that yeah, nice yeah the pine
1: air and or, oh or when you're in uh you know you're in rasp and they're doing controlled burns and you're just breathing in smoke as the, okay, that. Um, <laughs> no but yeah it was nice to get away and just kind of get out and just be out there like even now i mean i don't do it as often um as my significant other but uh, she hikes a ton and like goes out and gets away from things and it's it can be helpful to reset sometimes <clears throat>
0: no doubt that's meditation man it, it's what it is and, you know i talk about that like i talk about to some people how rasp was fun like I, I actually thought there was aspects of cold range that were really fun uh aspects of especially early in uh like uh ranger school the hell week i actually thought a lot of hell week was really fun um and and people are always like uh, what's helpful did you go to- in the winter? with what for ranger school i did both i I hung out for a long time i know Um, but did you do the hell weekend oh no no no! that was during summer yeah that would make it that would make it uh worse
1: just picture all the water and then make that water freezing cold and then also the air outside of the water freezing cold i don't want to i don't want to yeah that's that was that's i think probably anytime there's cold water for me i'm just like cold because cold range we did um in the summer Luckily, because there, we there was some uh, water obstacles is a strong word for stuff the do, but um, like there's water. Like I, I just couldn't imagine doing it in the freezing cold.
0: Yeah, no, I yeah I don't like cold water. Uh, it was warm water, so it was yeah. fine. Um, I remember watching Surviving the Cut and thinking that that uh, balance beam was going to be way worse than it was. Seeing that in person, I was like, oh, that's it. Like, but it what was nerve wracking though. And I'm getting off topic, but what was nerve wracking was facing the other way and you'd hear like the LTS. Right. Usually the LTs, they're like, oh, oh. And then you hear this long pause, like long pause, and then psh, the water crash. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> but um no, it's great. Uh all right. So last topic, last topic. Um social media and special operations. Can you have it? So this one is uh is a weird subject because I think legally. There is nothing formally saying that you cannot have social media. It's kind of one of those things where we kind of do it to each other, where it's like, don't post this, don't post that, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, you can have it. I mean, I, I I kept my Facebook and stuff when I, it's easier for me to keep in contact with people uh, through like messenger or whatever, but I don't post, I still don't post anything. Like I've never posted any information really. Um, but that was it. I mean, that was all I had now granted world. So, you know, Instagram wasn't as big, Twitter wasn't as big back then. Um, and I wasn't going to be probably dialed into it anyways, but yeah, they're really, um, against it is like a weird word to say, but yeah, it is a little bit, it's not like a rule, but like it is a rule, you know, it's like an unspoken thing where you're really not supposed to have it. And I think it probably stems more from like privates coming in and just posting, but not things yeah. they should be posting on. So things. like, that's why they were like, they're probably just started being like, Oh, you can't have one. Yeah. Well, no, ob- could they back that up? No, but.
0: Opsecs, opsec. So obviously you don't want to post anything that's going to be compromising to uh, any operations or training that you guys are um, going to do. That is that is something that they can uh, they can definitely get you for. But as far as having social media, um, even Delta Force guys can have social media. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's just on it's just about what can you do on it? Um, so
1: it's a great but You have to be careful some places too, like how much information you put on it in terms of what you do for work because yeah. like I'm not saying you're going to be like attacked physically, but there are people that will will fish for information and things like that, like you're you're going to be a target for for getting information or things like that. Not even just from not even like from like the bad guys, but like reporters and newspapers and all that stuff. Like people are going to try to get information out of you if they if they know that you know certain things because of something you post, like they'll try to push and get some of that information out. of you. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt.
0: So that's just something to keep in mind if you guys are in the job and you do have the social media. Um, what, what annoys me, though, about this whole uh, social media stuff, um, I've heard like uh, Jesse Ventura, right? He's a famous guy. He's all He was getting all worked up about SEALs writing books. All like, oh, these SEALs writing books. Like, dude, you're famous, dude. Like, you're famous and people know, you know, you're a Navy SEAL. Like, you know, if guys want to write a book, big deal. I, 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 there was a guy... Uh, I seen up here who was ranting about uh, he's a Air Force guy, like some tech guy. And he's like, you know what bothers me about Navy SEALs is they just talk about themselves all the time. And I'm like, dude, that's because you don't do anything cool, man. Like, that's what <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's
1: it's no- funny. My problem with the SEALs is not the books or the movies. It's when they go on the news and say idiotic stuff. Like that's the dude. No, write whatever you want in your book and do whatever you want with this movie. but Like, don't go on the news. Like, that is where I draw the line, where they're, like, doing these interviews on the news about, like, and I'm like, dude, come on, just be a little bit better.
0: Yeah, you're not going to see me on the news uh, doing anything like that. Uh, first of all, nobody wants to hear what the hell I have to say anyway, but uh, but uh, you're not going to catch me doing something like that. But uh, within reason, right? Like, there's, there's, uh, there's a limit, right? There's a respectable limit to what you do with your social media. So... I don't know. You got
1: anything else for that? Uh, for social media? Not really. Um, I'd, I would recommend probably just don't post any military stuff on there ever. If you can avoid it while you're in, it would just be my recommendation. Post whatever else you want, like whatever, but I would just avoid all the army stuff or whatever branch you uh, join just because you might as well just make it life easier for yourself. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, that's that's what I recommend for social media anyway. Use it as a tool to connect with your friends to um if you have a business promote a business, help people out. But uh anything outside of that like getting in arguments with strangers, posting try to changing trying to change the world's political views and uh or whatever views um that's uh have fun with that dude. That's it's not good mental uh health practice.
1: So it can be fun sometimes, but <laughs> You just like to argue, though. (laughs) I do. That's what I'm saying. It can be fun sometimes. (laughs) Okay. All right. Fair enough.
0: Mm. So, all right, guys. um, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, We will uh, be looking forward to doing this again soon. Again, we're going to look to do these live. Answer some live questions. About seven days. Next Friday, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So we're planning to go live with that one. Um, So, anyways appreciate you guys tuning in be sure to check out train like dot com we have uh workout programs we have nutrition programs we have merchant apparel and much more on the agenda
1: so like the sweatshirt uh,
0: that sh- that the sweatshirt is clean dude that that is a clean mm-hmm. uh sweatshirt so be sure to check out our merchant apparel we have a lot more coming and uh Tony you got any ending ending uh thoughts
1: um I don't think I have any ending thoughts i feel um, like
0: I always spotlight you on that and mm. you know, like
1: Yeah, no, I I think I'm good. I think I've uh, said my piece.
0: Okay. Well, thanks for tuning in. Remember to train to your utmost potential like a ranger.